0: All right yet win is here
1: for Wolves, flapped in the shot. What a goal! Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast. We are back, just like Wolves were yesterday. Joining me tonight, we've had a swatch around. I've got Jaffo, um in the punditing chair instead of on the hosting chair, and we've also got Stew. Boys, it's another bloody win for the Wanderers, isn't it? I'm, I'm buzzing. Stew, ha- how are you feeling? I was going to say, how are you feeling on the coach home? But
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my excitement levels got too much and. Well, when I, when I looked at what actually happened i me mean, I, I was, did st- I started sweating like really badly for no reason whatsoever and I looked it up and it, it's like there is certain moments where you can get too excitable and it, it, like your body reacts like it's a panic attack. so I ended up taking my tops off and just sitting there with my shirt over me like a towel and uh, with the aircon blasting on me to uh, to fix me but now later I was fine. but to be fair, we did say on Friday that we'd absolutely smash them to pieces. Eventually, when we, when things were fair, we did. So everyone's a winner.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, we'll talk about the game. Uh, big thanks to everyone who's tuned in live on YouTube. Um, Already got some comments coming in regarding uh the refereeing, which I feel that we're probably going to spend a healthy amount of time on uh, your favourite Australian stew. And we've also got Fancast contributor uh, Josh Lem as well. So Love Island and Fancast time. What a Sunday. <laughs> you, basically, you've got hot. Attractive people who can barely really, you know, talk to one another.
0: And you've your Love Island.
1: Exactly. You're still online. You're still alive. You know. Where I am. And we've got Haley coming in already with Evening lantern and Stew. Um, well, hang on a minute. What, what does that? <laughs> be, what's that mean?
2: I'm just surprised that you picked up on that because that's like the fourth time she said that.
0: <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm some kind of ethereal being. Take <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: you're, like, you're like a godlike creature above all, you know, worshipping in the land of Deutsch.
1: Yeah. Well, well. King D. Yeah.
2: no 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 no, still, no, 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 still no, no, no.
1: one of my genuine favorite moments from this season <laughs> bearing, bearing in mind we have beaten liverpool 3-0 and had a dramatic late comeback in the last week but it's still a standout core memory for me <laughs> <laughs> which probably doesn't say a lot about our season um let's talk about the game um we do usually kind of go through the whole lineup malarkey but there isn't a huge lot to talk about, apart from Pedro Neto, I guess, um, coming back um, on the bench because yeah, I, f- I think it's sort of the team we're we're expecting, really. Yeah, I was I was kind of
0: intrigued how if it would be like four four two again, um, but it, it was almost like a hybrid thing with Nunes playing more of a left-sided midfielder at slash left foot of a front three at, at times. And it was all... Well, we never really got a chance to see exactly what it was meant to be <laughs> um, because of what happened. But, yeah, it was... I don't think Neto would get anywhere near. I thought it was like a token gesture kind of thing that he was, oh, well, let's throw him in and then we'll see what happens. Um, but I never expected him to come off the bench in the same vein with uh, Gomez as well. Other well... He looks fit enough in the videos and he said himself that he's ready to play and he's unveiling one. So but I thought well he might have like ten minutes at the end if we're if we're comfortable just to give him a bit of a bit of a run around, but didn't expect that.
1: No, not quite. I mean the the only I guess standout thing across both um lineups is actually on Southampton sides. Ainsley Mate and Niles weighing for number three? Are we having that guys? Well we. He... Which way are you playing
2: fullback ish, So,
1: yeah, so I know he can play, yeah,
2: but yeah, no it's, like... no, it's one for the modern football numbers isn't it. So, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know some people get annoyed by it. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not naming names, gully, <coughs> uh, but yeah. it's you know, it's,
1: it's, it's one of them. It's just like, oh, whatever, we uh, everyone needs to have a number, yeah, you exactly. Know? Um, just it's still, still jarring. Some numbers. Still kind of feel that they need to be in relatively certain positions. And, and to be fair, he does float, doesn't he? He, kind of, he, is, he is quite a versatile player, so I will let him off. um And also, he's not a Wolves player, um which is, a, I was going to say, a bit of a shame because he, he basically nearly signed Wolves and then he got called to England uh, <laughs> for, for memory. That's a, a true sliding doors moment. He scored in like the Community Shield final penalty. And I think that kind of just raised his stock 3 million too high falls to go for. Um, I, I'm In a way, I'm half avoiding talking about this game because it wasn't a particularly great football match. If you, if you take away the last, you know, the ending of it, it, it wasn't a game necessarily of the highest quality, was it, Stu?
0: I mean, they went about it in the way that... The genius that is Nathan Jones said that they were going to do, and he said that he told us all that his teams were the most aggressive in Europe, apparently, um, and it was as scrappy as anything. <laughs> and he can well, are, are they trying to deliberately ruin the game? Um, and I, especially, I know it, uh, they got a bit of stick on at the game as well as on Twitter after with um, Sarabia and Kony, but it was almost like uh, welcome to England. Kind of, kind of situation where the pace and the physicality seem to completely pass them by for the first half, Um, first twenty-five at least, especially. But it's to be expected, and they've had a. I mean, playing Liverpool is a bit different because it's not exactly the hardest thing in the world to do at the minute, and they they're not going to be going at you like that, and they give you a bit of space. But I don't know what it was, other than that. Other than the fact that they had so many they had newbies that we couldn't even pronounce last week. Well, I couldn't pronounce last week and or even really know about. And maybe that was the curveball that kind of threw them because we haven't set up like that very often under Lopetegui. Have we? It seemed like he's admitting in the past when he's got it wrong. But it was just so scrappy and bitty and, and not in a fun way. And it was almost like... <laughs> The sending off was inevitable at some point. Obviously, not half air into the game, but it seemed so bad. And that was down to the everyone's favourite Australian referee. And the the tone he set booking people straight away from borderline bookings, but to not even speak to them and just cards out straight so It just seemed like he was on a power trip yesterday. And he was the one who was sent stage from the start, rather than both teams. It was weird.
1: Yeah let, let let's let's talk about um, Jared because yeah yeah you're right. I mean we, even if we go to like the first Lamina challenge, um, I'm still not. I mean. Am I being too biased when I say I, I don't see how it's really a yellow card? It comes a bit, I guess, downwards, but I, I was shocked to see it get a yellow card quite so early on.
0: Yeah, it was... I think for me, you can't really argue. It was It was one of them where you, it's either a yellow or it's not a yellow. It's. It's not a bad decision yeah. to give him a yellow card for that because it was... He went in with a bit, with a bit of power, a bit of force behind the challenge, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and he caught him. So when that happens, you're running the risk. Did any of their players get booked for the same challenge later on? No, of course they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was the problem. And the fact that you are looking back now, and when we watched match today earlier on this morning, he he he's so fast to get that yellow card out. It was, and it was the kind of. We'll come into, that into the second one in a bit, but it was like how aggressive he was, like handing it out, like, like straight away. It was like, well, what, what are you doing? He hasn't done anything in the whole game. Obviously, there's the, the, the storyline behind limiting or anyway in Southampton, but he hadn't done anything wrong. It was his first challenge. It was just mistimed. It wasn't, the guy didn't get injured. If you're going to book him, then fine. But the, to run up to him like that and just stand there like some kind of pompous fool and hand it, like, there was something very Nazi about it. it. It was really odd why why he chose to do it that way. And it just riled everyone up.
1: Yeah, and I think game management must be such a fine and tricky balance for a referee. And I'm probably the most, I guess, lenient fan casting in terms of, the, I guess, some sort of the more human side of a referee, because you, you're right, it, It's it's not a surprise that it's given us yellow, that sort of challenge. I don't personally think it was because, yeah, it it was a bit of force behind it because he's a physical player, but he's nowhere, like, we're not really going anywhere. He's not prevented an attack. He's not seriously injured him. But I think what all football fans crave is that consistency from referees. It's like, well, if you give a foul for that, You should, you know, you should give a foul for this challenge. If you give a yellow card for this tackle, you should give one to that. And then, when you don't see it consistently laid out, and I guess that's where the old, um, you know, game management and refereeing in terms of, you know, the old one was, you know, you get the first one free because Mm -hmm. otherwise you do have the opportunity, you know, the potential, as Dean Marston says in the comments, um, after 35 minutes, it could easily have ended 9 v 9 and I know it's up to the players to control themselves. They're, you know they're quite literally in control of themselves. But the refs gotta do something to make sure that the, you know the game carries on. And you know Samedo gets booked as well. I do think that was the yellow card personally, but it's already nitty- bitty. And then Lamina thinks he's got fouled. And so do two of his other teammates, I think Neves and Sarabia, maybe? Matinho. Oh, is it Matinho? Um, And then Lamina, Jaffo, does the horrendous, horrific act of what I believe was described as running aggressively (laughs) to five yards away from the referee to tell him that where he'd been pulled down.
2: Yeah, you've got to say, I, was, I was terrified of myself. I, I didn't yeah. know how he, how he didn't piss his pants on the fucking field.
1: Pathetic. <laughs> pathetic, isn't it?
2: The reasoning is pathetic. And what gripes me the most about it is that I see all these fucking bullshit. It's the same as the Liverpool thing again with the bar. And you get all these fucking referee yes. lovers come out on Twitter supporting it,
1: sticking and, to and, them.
2: And I love it because. They say, oh, they they want to see a change and they're happy to see a change. Then, yeah, I I mean, I'm fine for it. I'm fine if you want to clamp down on stuff like this. But you do not do it in February. Mm. You do it at the start of the season. Mm. So it's consistent. You can't be sending people off now in a season when you've already played six months. You know, six months worth of fixtures where somebody could have been booked, you know, which which, a yellow card changes a game enough, let alone a red card. It can change the whole tempo of a game and the way a player plays. So how can you can you have it where you want to you want to say oh, okay they're enforcing this rule at this point in the season? It's it's like saying okay everything before doesn't matter. It's it's utterly bizarre and like you say it it's as a decision it's crazy. I just I can't understand the referee's reasoning. Okay, yeah he's run to him he's moaning about it, but the thing is two minutes later so there were six or seven Southampton players run at the referee mm-hmm. to complain about a decision. Just all, all and I think we aren't so much annoyed about the actual nature of it more than the inconsistencies of it. Because that's the problem is there's always inconsistencies we're until they can stamp it out and stamp out, you know, this bullshit uh like black and white level that they've got without being consistent, then we're never gonna move forward together.
0: Well, I think <laughs> I think mean, you just said the exact words, but in a different way. It's black and white. Is Jared a bit racist? We can't say, but there's no coincidence, is there? The way he was behaving yesterday, there's—I know we we joked about it—and Luke put a thing about melanin on Twitter, and there's a few people putting the Family Guy race card thing up again. But you look at that—that the the tactical camera view from where he cards Lamina, he's got the—he doesn't—he's got Neves and Matinho there in his ears, doesn't mm-hmm. do a thing. And like you said in his interview afterwards, Neves, he said he could have booked either of us. But Lamina is on the edge of the penalty area. <laughs> when he, And he turns around and he books him as he's running towards him. Now, that is not a rule in any way, shape or form. In any part of the law does it say you cannot run at a referee. And when Neves, he said he didn't say anything. Why would he lie when they're, mic- they're mic'd up? He's going to have to put his report in. We'll probably get the, the details tomorrow on this, exactly why it happened, um, like they always do on Monday mornings. But it's just ridiculous. I mean, and how he booked tomato was the same way, completely over the top, forceful. When he booked um, Ait Nuri, he trotted over the pitch. He didn't run. It was just, it's just a slight hand in the air. And it, it's just, well, you, th- there's clearly something going on here because that's not normal behaviour. <laughs> and I know we talk about conspiracies all the time and yet again it's some weird refereeing decision going against Wolves for the what seems like the seventh or eighth time this season <laughs> and the, the third in four weeks. Why? Because we spoke out about these things. that This stuff's stupid and then... The thing that happens at Brighton, Brighton get a goal disallowed that's not even offside. Oh, why? Because Brighton are pushing for the European places. What a surprise. You know what I mean? It's it, There's so much bullshit going on. And they can't keep going away with it. I know it's it's good that Howard Webb's come out and he's apologised to Brighton and he's apologised to Arsenal. he apologised to us. For something that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why? It's just, it's completely baffling and it, it's... Saying every week it's all corrupt and bent, but there's something seriously not right about that that whole situation. I know that they've, they've brought it up on match of the day as well, saying how how is that how does that happen? That's not even a rule. That's not even a law of the game. He wasn't doing he didn't do anything wrong and he got booked for it. it doesn't make any sense.
1: I was trying to think of where to kind of go from there, because I kind of agree with like nine percent of what he's saying, which makes me kind of feel a bit dirty to be honest um, you know, you're right like it's just so frustrating uh, more to the point imagine how many times Neves would get sent off a season it's already, yeah, exactly. already a good one to have on a bet builder for a booking and don't get me wrong you know there, there is a way to approach a referee and stuff like that and you look at you know good, good boy Matinho. And how he talks to, you know, how he gets away with them compared to, you know, pull it back to like Joey Barton or whatever, who, you know, would just get a yellow card for looking at a ref and stuff like that. Just when you sort of see it live, it's so bewildering. And you know what? I, I could understand it. If, if lamina's like swore at him or whatever. No problem at then, all. No problem. But it's a straight red. The fact that he's gone for like the second year, it's like really? And again, to be able to enforce that at that point in the game, at this point in the season, and they you know, I, I saw one of those Twitter support ref BS accounts because they, they seem to have cropped up out of nowhere and they are bizarre. It is a it is a echo chamber that I am bewildered by um now yeah i think one of them said oh they're clamping down they're clamping down on it and if you said as you said why are you clamping down in we've played 20 plus games of the season (laughs) like and also that's one referee if it was across the board this weekend and they dish like and you can't Let's let's say I don't know something silly like five players got sent off for the this weekend. You know what? It wouldn't happen again. I I'd, I'd get it, but for it just to be oh this you know one to ref one ref is pushing this one certain rule. I don't know how I that sits with me if it's not properly done, and you know you can't. I'm not against refs having a bit of license and a bit of wriggle room. I know like we you know, I, I I kind of moaned on about having consistent refs. If you have refs who take a interpretation of the rules, fine. But then they should be accountable and be able to articulate why they've done that. Because at the end of the day, again, one of these Twitter accounts, I think Matt Guy got in an argument with them on Twitter and he said, It doesn't matter you won. Yeah, but we don't have Lamina at the weekend now.
0: Yeah.
1: We, be- um, we didn't have him for 60 minutes. That's night well, I was going to say, that's our outfield players who have had to do an extra bit of running and they worked their bollocks off second half and don't get me wrong, you got rewards, but there's going to be some tired legs this morning from it. And uh, I don't know, referees going and- in the bin at the moment for me.
0: Well, the fact that that entire argument just breaks down because nothing happened in the second half and there was tackles mm. in the second half that was way worse than in the first. And they don't even get booked, so the whole whole, whole arguments just non void that straight away, because so then you said, oh no, because he was too he was too far in the first half, then you 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 accommodate in the second. No, that's not the rule, is it? If you want to if you want to clamp down, you clamp down throughout the whole game. And like Dean said, there it could have been nine against nine in the first half. Yeah, if he if he'd have followed through with what he started in that game, it should have been nine versus nine, and it was almost like that chaos in that friendly at the. St- <laughs> In the um in the winter and at the start of the season as well. When, when but then oh, do we let the two players come back on again because it doesn't count? It was it was as farcical as that because the second half was not refereed in the same way as the first. So that any argument
1: then bellens have got on there completely breaks down straight away. Do you want a, cons- a bit of a uh, conspiracy theory, Stu? <laughs> so we've had a few people on uh, the YouTube comments. Um, talking about it so I'll, I'll I'll pick a couple. Um but it happened in the villa game as well. Ruben Dears got sent off for running over to the referee. Um as um Wolfade89 says but do you know who I was on VAR Stu? I know. you know it, it it's to let let's move away from referee because but if you if you, know. you watch if you watch how he ran at the referee though he deserved to
0: be booked. That's the difference. Yeah, he, he ran with, with his head down like a bull. <laughs> he was like, Well, you know, you're going to get booked for that. Oh, yeah. DS is good for it, though. Yeah, he, that's he,
2: quite often. He'll run 40, 30 yards to, have it, to get in an argument with the ref.
0: Yeah, we got a problem with, with them doing it and enforcing the rule. But when someone doesn't do
1: anything, that's uh, that's, that's when you get, it gets to you. Mind boggles, mind boggles. Let's talk about the Southampton goal because it kind of, I don't know, and Showed what the first half was about because it wasn't a great goal to concede from Wolves. It was sloppy. It was. It felt like a Championship goal, mm. which that'd
2: mm. oh, be good for them. It's good practice for next season.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, I think you're right. It was a bit sloppy. It was it was a shot out of the dark. You know, it, it was. It was it, there was no real anybody was really having a run of play in the game, and and it's a great strike. And you know he's lucky it hit the inside of the post to go past Sar. but it's one of those you know they happen in football games, and it doesn't matter if you're Man City or you're Southampton. You know that that they they come out of the blue, and you know you got to put your hands up and say, "Oh, it's a clean strike. He's done well." But if he tried that another ninety nine times out of hundred, I don't think he'd he'd, he'd he'd do it ever again.
0: No, but I mean, more annoyingly, it was probably they were probably good for it at that point as well. Because we kind of, and rightly so, kind of feeling a bit sorry for ourselves. Um, and it, it was almost a case of let's just calm down a bit and let's not get anyone else sent off. And then like I was new like, Nuri's challenge or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was almost like as soon as it went in, let's just get to half-time. Um, get to half-time at 1-0 and, and regroup because we were, we just won any first half at all. I mean, the last 15 you can't blame them for not being at it because we've seen what happens before when half of this team were there when when Raul's head broke and it affects people and an unjust sending off is going to roll people up and they're going to start doing stupid things and the shape was completely lost. There was no kind of, the passing was completely all over the place. But again, you can't really moan that much because it was an injustice.
1: Yeah, it, did, it, it It seemed to really hit them in terms of that mentality. It, it took them to go until halftime, didn't it? To kind of get their head straight. And again, it, it wasn't all the losing the man because we weren't at the levels that I think we've expected under Lopetegui. But if there's one thing we know about Lopetegui, he loves a halftime break. Because uh, yet again, and again, you know, a couple of subs at half time just to just to try and tweak things and yeah. I think it showed the chasm between him and someone like Nathan Jones, if we're being honest, in terms of, you know, the the tactical outmaneuvering that, you know, you can't just bring it right back down to um I was gonna say right back down to basics, which I think was na- uh, Nathan Jones's Idea of how to win a football match um, because you just have some of the best stats in Europe, of course. Um, so, it just took you know Europa League winning coach Lopetegui to see what happened. Um, but anyway, halftime subs again, big impact, guys.
2: As yeah. always, I think um, I think the main main point that you say about Nathan Jones and what he's done as doing at Southampton and he can't do what Lopetegui does is down to good investment you know there's not many teams I, I i'd argue that we've got the best bench there at the weekend but anyone in the bottom half of that table and we've got the yeah. ability to, to 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 change a game you know we've got the ability to to actually if, if it ain't going the way it was you know we're going well we can bring a couple of really good players on you know as we keep saying and we, we keep going on about it, we keep saying it, it feels good to be a proper team again yeah, and that's the one thing is is we're so happy to to be able to have such good players to be able to impact the game.
1: Yeah, I mean the fact that I right, he's got his very notable flaws, but to bring on Darmastroy at half time and bring on Bueno, it was just like shifting like we're just going for more pace. Let's really try and peg them back and see what they're about. But again, you look at the other players that we have and. It almost feels like again another masterstroke in bringing on Diego Costa on the hour mark as well, where we we were doing all right after half time, but just having that slightly different focal point up front from Kuna, it's it just made it was almost like we just switched on. It was like we gained two players when Diego Costa came on. Um, as Sean Crow says in the comments, and I think this is a fantastic um, way to sum it up with Lopetegui, he doesn't mm-hmm. just make changes, he makes right changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think,
1: every time.
0: So more than like, going back to like, the half time ones, more than trial rate, he was having just, the, well, let's not take a risk now. Let's get, let's just take Akneuri off. He's already on a book in any way. He hasn't necessarily been overexposed, but he hasn't had a chance to get forward. But let's just do the right thing. We know the, the delivery that Buenos got anyway from Palace, um, but yeah, I mean, what what was it on when Costa came on on the hour mark? So, it's literally well, on the hour. Yeah, so they were absolutely shit themselves when he came on. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. But it, it was like I've said before about him. Yeah, we, we know that he's not the same player, and yeah, he's a bit of a joker and he, he's there for he's there for the bands. And but it seemed like every single player. On that pitch in a tail shirt, um, at last, um, was lifted as soon as he came on the pitch because he, he was he didn't really do much, but he was a battering ram and he, he just bullied them to pieces and they they had no answer to it. And he looks he looks fitter than he has for a while as well. He doesn't look, he's he's a big guy anyway. You can see that, but he doesn't look overweight anymore. He looks fitter and just his sheer. Strength is upper body hmm. strength, was it? And he, he was tearing them apart.
1: Did, did it almost feel like the uh, that scene in Rogue One, Stu? Um, when <laughs> <laughs> just Darth Vader, like they know Darth yeah, Vader's coming and they the are all it, and it's just he is gonna go on a rampage. I knew exactly what you
0: were gonna say because, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, we can't be very Diego Costa, Darth Vader. Someone make like that, please. Um. But yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was almost like the the thought of Diego Costa was more terrifying than the actual truth.
1: And they were all over the place. Yeah, and again, the the all all three goals were a bit sloppy. But this genuinely might. The only way I can describe it is it deserves to be on a Danny Baker's uh, Danny Baker VHS, doesn't it? Uh, let's be honest really, so yeah. for, for anyone who hasn't seen it it was scrappy it was as i say diego costa's involved a diamond actually does really good bit of work to kind of shift his space actually gets his shot off gets it on target mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I'm just yam... like him. no then Jan begnerak forgets how his <laughs> legs work <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: so much stick from the Southampton fans. They already hate him enough, but now, now that he's almost concided them to relegation, he is like, <laughs> he's like literal patient zero of that team. The, the, the one thing I, I quite liked, I hadn't seen that, that video that you just posted, but I think Craig Dawson celebrated that goal more than his own. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, he was pumping. Look at, look at him as he runs forward. His arms are going like crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You get to move on there. In loving life? <laughs> Amazing. I've not spotted that until now. Um, <laughs> like, it, it, if they weren't already terrified at the, uh, the, the prospect of Diego Costa and then the goal, I mean, Southampton just looked drained, didn't they? It, it was... Part of me emphasises the wrong word, but... I, I've been there as a Wolves fan literally this season when you can see that goal, maybe against like Palace um, this season, where you go, they must have gone, we're going to lose this. Mm. This mm. has got a, you know, a sense of inevitability about it. But Wolves definitely weren't done again. We talked changes and, you know, 70th minute mark just before the goal, um, just before Wolves' equaliser. Zhao, that boy Gomez comes on and I don't think anyone was really expecting him to necessarily play all that much. Um no. but it was you know again it was like one of those oh they just wanted more energy they wanted someone who you know they it felt like we we're just gonna go for broke and hey you know what the difference between us losing one nil and two nil's nothing That's getting a get getting goals here is gonna make the difference and again he lived up to the billing, and part of me was a bit scared because there's been so much fanfare about mm-hmm. him, and I didn't want him to be shit. <laughs> but do you know because <laughs> it 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 felt like so much of this had been sort of marketed, and a lot of it was marketed by fans that don't, don't, in terms of you know free Shall Go, Mes uh, movement. But again, he just looks a player, doesn't he? It's the he only just, way I can describe it. He looks about twenty-eight
0: years old. He's yeah. He's how he holds himself, how he moves, how confident he is, how he's just totally switched on. And he, happy birthday, by the way, today. If you're watching, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he does. He looks. He looks like he's been. He's he's been playing football at the top floor in the top flight for the best part of ten years. He's so composed on the ball, and he's. His football intelligence is I mean, I, I can't believe he's even here. Just watching that cameo. I mean, we have not been going over the top here. So for someone to come into a different country who admittedly himself doesn't really speak that much English, which is not really a problem for us, but still, he's still he's had no Asian time at all compared to the other two that I mentioned earlier. And he's just slotted straight in there. Like he's yeah. like he's always been part of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, bang on. It was, just, it was class, and it was the nature in which he played. He played his game, like you said. It was could be the confidence. He, he, and he strolled up and down the pitch like a Rolls Royce. Yeah, he, he literally covered all the grass like like he he'd been here and playing here for months. And, you know, we all know how, how different the Premier League is, and, and how much harder it is physically on somebody's body. And no offense to the Brazilian league, but it ain't that ain't it. You know what I mean? Mm. It, that ain't it. That league, and it's impressive. And, I, and we'll get on to the goal in a minute, but, you know, even that, there was just a self-assurance, even after the first one was blocked, that he had the confidence to say, OK, I'll do it again.
1: <laughs>
2: I'll do it again. And that's... that's We're just some, some great players now, and, and I've, I've got so much happiness and confidence in the team again because of, uh, you know, one transfer window under Lopetegui. It says <laughs> everything,
0: doesn't it? It's,
1: it's, it's bonkers, isn't it? Because yeah. all of a sudden now, like, when go, um xiao martino inevitably goes in the summer you'd think it's just like okay fantastic servant and then we go well we've got in about four players now who are just going to replace him and you're right it wasn't yeah the goal we'll talk about in a sec but just all the highlight reels we you'd seen of him the tackling the passing you know just everything that you wanted, and bearing in mind, we were at a man disadvantage as well. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like he'd come in and pick, you know, it, he he had no right to play how he was playing. Um, you know, but, but the goal, don't don't get me wrong, Southampton was shite. What what however the ball came to him, it was fucking awful. And if, if this was Wolves <laughs> and Wolves had done that, I'd be pulling my hair out but they're not, and it, it it was like he just knew what he was going to do, it was like mm. it, it, you know, I know um, um, Dan tweeted about a Fancast account you know, it, it was just like um, on FIFA just doing a curler, and he got blocked for the first time well, no, oh, no, don't worry, I've now got the space to have an even better shot, thank you very much and again, I just I can't always remember the last time I saw Wolves midfielder just be that nonchalant in an attacking position.
0: Yeah, it's been I mean you, you kind of think better Simon Osborne, <laughs> but obviously we've had better we've had players since then, but he's that, that kind of that kind of finish, I know exactly what you mean. Um from from there in that situation to be that calm. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a long I mean you might want to make Kevin McDonald,
1: maybe? Um, yeah, at, at that level in in League One, but it, it sounds easy. But I mean, just like take a shot like that because I don't know. it's on, like Dave Edwards, who you know we we'd all say, "Oh, I was primed for running into the box late." I can't imagine hit Dave Edwards doing something like that. No. Kevin McDonald. Yeah, Kevin McDonald's a good shout in terms of just being so cultured with what he was having to do and he just seems to have a bit of everything and just the uh you know the, the passion after that goal and having Ruben Nevers just scream in his face and him screaming <laughs> back I was, I, I was just living it and he was in tears afterwards as well i i don't think my little heart could take it much more with that moment i mean uh, uh,
0: going a bit further on at uh, uh, full time he was in bits yeah. like he was he was throwing his arms around like he couldn't believe what had happened and he was, I mean, I, was in, I tried to zoom in and like film it. I don't know oh no, it's a bit spooky. But he, he was like, he was, <laughs> instead of being physically drained, it was like all the emotion had come out all at once after the whole saga of it all. And out of all of them, he seems to completely buy into it all already. It's just, it's just magical. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't think we've had a player like this so early that has won so many people over. Regardless of the thing that the Frigio Gomez stuff from a, from a little cameo like that, like everyone was just raving about him all the way back yesterday. He, he was and rightly so. He was superb.
1: I mean, I the real question is at this point: when's he going to get a statue? No, you know, let, let let's start forecasting because we obviously need a new we obviously need a new Steve Ball stand. Do we just do it at the same time? Save the time and expenses and just you know, plan ahead. That's all I'm saying. If we just plan ahead because
2: yeah. yeah I, mean, I reckon if him and Mario Lamina were at opposite ends and just ran towards each other, they'd probably <laughs> knock it down. Yeah. I reckon I reckon they could do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think, mean, yeah, heavy, heavy slide tackle from both ends. just just demolish it through. He's
2: <laughs> crum- you know, crumpled. Crumpled.
1: Yeah, just crumpled in. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I almost feel like we've, I've said this in like every game under Lopetegi that we've won, but it feels like just week after week he's just getting to... Def- oh. I say career, Wolves career finding results, you know, like um, under Nuno, we had in like that first season, um, like Bristol city. Is that like a real moment mm. for, for them all to gather around and use it as real, like um, say, silly term, but group locomotion for any sports psychology nerds out there. And Bruno never really got around his tenure. Maybe Villa away was the nearest man united maybe as well. Yeah. But Lopetegui has already had Everton, Liverpool, and today. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Just magic Uh, what a manager who's actually won trophies can do. Yeah. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, look at the guy. He's managed Spain, he's managed Real Madrid, he's managed Sevilla, he's took people to cup finals and won. The guy the guy's got pedigree. If you can't follow a man who's actually won trophies and, and, and be behind him and be behind his phosphorus, then just fuck off, because you're a fucking waster. You know what I mean? <laughs> the guy knows what he's doing. He wouldn't, he wouldn't <laughs> have been in these positions. I
1: was going to say, do you copy um, Gonzalo Guedes into that statement? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well. I, I wasn't going say, <laughs> to say his name, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I Stu probably miss- would have seen was- him into that email, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just... I know there's just togetherness now, and uh, all right, I I like to judge as best I can the performances rather than results. And don't get me wrong, the performance weren't there across 90 minutes today, in the same way it has been in other games, um, like Liverpool. But the fact they dug in for you know that last 45 minutes when I've spent four months of the first half of the season saying this team is dog shit unfit. They cannot play 90 minutes, and you've got a 10-man team who are just busting their gut. You know, I think match of the day showed it. The amount of times we had like five, six players just in the box second half, <laughs> and yeah. you can't go where are the rest of the, where the rest of the wolves players. Because you know how we covering this, but they've just got a confidence about themselves, which we we just ain't had in, in in months. And you're right, having a good coach will having a good coach will do that to you. Um in terms of the league table, because at sort of, I was gonna say at sixty minutes, it wasn't looking particularly great, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you know, that obviously it brought Southampton up and things like that, but it's starting to look a hell of a lot rosier, isn't it? You know, we're we're up to fifteenth on twenty three points. I think it's the first time. Um it, it's the first time this season, I think we've got more than a point. Per game. It's the first time this season we've got back to back wins. Life's good as a wolf, son, at the moment, isn't it? I mean, remember when
0: I said, you know, we shared it again earlier, the um, little comment I made um, that by the March international break, we won't even be in any talk of relegation danger and everyone's, like, oh, you've been ridiculous and all this stuff. But why, why would you think any different now? You look at that and in a week or so, we will be talking. we'll be singing Mind the Gap again, the way it's going, because what is that five point difference there to them? Yeah. We've got Bournemouth Bournemouth on Saturday. They've got another couple of hard games coming up. When we when we're talking about mid-table, yeah, that's I think mid-table's minimum now. I think top top half isn't isn't obviously is fanciful outside kind of wish wishful thinking, but why not? The way the way everyone bound together in that second half yesterday, it reminded me a bit like um, when Man City came back against Spurs a few weeks ago and they had no right being, <laughs> getting anything out of that game and just come, came back and steamrolled, as as Man City will do. It reminded me kind of like that, obviously not from a quality point of view, but just from a mentality that we, we are not going down without a fight and everyone was in on it. And every, I mean, He's obviously paid with his job now and probably <laughs> right, right himself with it. I mean... When he said what what he said, however mentally sounded, where ten men helped us, when he did because it brought the whole Wolves against the world siege mentality back. The fact that they should never have lost against ten men playing for ten for an hour of a ninety minute game is by the by, but it did bring everyone together, and it was that whole thing of yeah, we've been wrong, dear, we're going to sort it out, and we're going to beat you, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And it wasn't a fluke, and it wasn't. Oh well, yeah, it's one of them things. Yeah, we had a couple of scrappy goals, but we forced them goals to be to go in by mm. sheer bombardment of their box and their goals. Which, yeah. other than saw, without one save at the end from that ridiculous Ward free kick, um he didn't really have that much to do, which is mental. <laughs> No, I think you did really well with the Killman fuck-up as well. Um, yeah.
2: With that l- l- little touch. But I think you said it well I there, Stu. I th- the thing is, although we only had 10 men, and we were talking about it a minute ago, how many people got forward, you know, under Bruno Large and even under Nuno, how many times, you could probably count on one or two fingers, the amount of games where we're getting five or six people into a box. Yeah. You know, we're working as a team. We're working for each other. We're fight- Everyone's fighting for each other. You know, it feels like a family again. Um, and, and it's that I know. I know they like to band around that sort of like pack mentality sort of thing. It, it is it on the pitch now, and, and everyone's moving forward up the pitch together, and everyone's moving back. And it went um when it, when you know you got a football club where everyone's singing on the same hymn sheet and everyone's buying into the mentality, then it's easy because a problem you know shared is a problem halved. And I know it's a common thing to say. Is it, it is because everyone helping each other makes the game a fucking hell of a lot easier mm. and it, and the problem is said Southampton and what was I saw yesterday was it was a team of individuals mm-hmm. yeah, people yeah, like look, Adams come on they play for themselves
1: yeah they, they look broken as a football team Southampton like yeah, the ball's winning goal when you've got two players going for the same ball and just like you know Sunday league you get annoyed at it let alone at Premier League level and whereas Wolves, they just seem organised. They seem hungry for it. And they seem... I know they, they've got the tactical but They've also got like the, the emotional mm. levels that mm. are needed as well. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about how, you know, modern news not being great. And, you know, the fans aren't really feeling it anymore. Um, but... It's it's through performances like this where just all of a sudden that you say that mentality in the fans and the fans have bought into it now, the players have bought into it and it feels that real sort of sense of momentum, which has definitely been lacking. And you know, despite how good we were up until literally this time last season with Bruno, we never kind of felt that, which is a bit which is a bit strange for a number of reasons, but you know, we're on this year now and there is still a lot of football to be played. Don't don't get me wrong, um, but the fact that we've put a bit of breathing space, you know, even between us and um, us in Everton for now, and even particularly like Bournemouth and Southampton, just you know, it's it's becoming less and less worrisome, and sort of seeing how high, you know, how near to mid-table we can we can get. I mean, you you look at that there, put that put the table back up
0: again, and he's that. 18 23. Yeah, so if, if when we beat them next week, that, that's an eight point gap to second bottom in yeah. the space of yeah, two months, three months.
2: Well, we've we've got an eight point gap on Southampton and we were bottom up coming back after the World Cup.
0: Yeah, that just speaks
2: <laughs> massive amounts of fucking quality about what they're doing at the club and about how, what they're achieving. I mean, you, there's not many teams. I don't know the exact form table. I, I guess we're, we're probably in the top sort of six since the World Cup. I would have thought in terms of form. Yeah, I believe we are. It's incredible. It's yeah. it's, it's such a have I don't know you had a bit of a mini preseason, but it's only two two games they've fucking played.
0: I think yeah. I think the I think you might have been Andy who put it in the um, in the group chat. So that when I questioning when I made that statement about mid table top off. Yeah, but that's like a, a Europa League. That's a Conference League form. But mm. this is a Conference League squad, so why wouldn't it be? We've just had absolutely net nonsense for, for a year beforehand. So the squad, now we've got players who can actually... I mean, that's the thing, again. The goals did come from a striker, and It's almost like that, that whole storyline. We've scored five goals in two games, and not one's been from a striker again. And it doesn't really matter because, like you said, Richard, the amount of players' uh, bodies in the box we've never had before, which is even the, even the wasters have kind of upped the game a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it's um, uh, an interesting. Uh, comment from uh, tricky W W F C. Um, our, our next fixtures uh, for our rivals are tough, and again, it, it just feels like just that perception around modern Um just changed hasn't it and you know say it, life's good at the moment um, And they,
0: I've got well, a few yeah I was going to say look at this, uh, I'm sure that Southampton have got to play Everton soon as well um, mm. so they're, they're not only tough but against each other which is even better <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: So, so I know. I've, I, it's, I think it's going to be an interesting few weeks, but I've at least got that mentality back now as a fan, where I just don't see us losing going into a game. Yeah. yeah right you know don't don't get me wrong whether it's you know bournemouth or brentford or brighton or hell, it, hell even if like you know we have to play like man united or whatever we just i just go you know yeah i think we'll get something
0: hmm.
1: i think Lopetegui will set us up in a way where we we can get something in a football match now we, yeah. we win or draw and yeah. you know i think the players think that too now where i don't think they have them for you know nearly about uh, have done for sort of six plus months last year um got a few couple of questions from twitter corner and one i'm going to raise to you myself i'm going to do the one for myself first because i'll forget otherwise um as much as anything else now you cut the redraw at home what order from left to right okay. do you have your knives forks and spoons because um, when I was on holiday, um, it, it, the property had it had knives, then spoons, and then forks, and that that deeply upset me.
2: Yeah, that's kind of concerning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm I'm mine's a little bit different. Mine's knives, forks, and spoons, but that's only because the knives are a little bit too long for the other ones. Spin, and you've got yeah. a, a long one on the left, so kind of like it's circumstance more than anything. But I, in reality, you'd want to go forks, not uh, forks, knife, spoon. Yeah, you, you you know, and then maybe the teaspoons underneath.
1: Yeah, depending on the shape of the uh, the box thing, the, yeah, the organizer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stu, how about you?
0: Knives, forks, spoons. Yeah. Left to right. Yeah. Yep. Like, Just seems to make sense.
1: Yeah, and I it, it it deeply upset me. Like, and I was trying to work out: Do you get fined in an Airbnb property? <laughs> If you change it, I mean, D- Dino, uh, Dean, c- friend of the fancast, Dean Marston's, a, is a Forks Knives Spoons man. Um, Connor, however, is a Knives Forks Spoons, which I'm not feeling it. Because you have Forks go on the left and Knives go on the right when you put them on a plate. So... And you've got them, like yeah, but... wrapped up in a napkin or fancy. It's, I think... They should they should go left and right for me. Yeah, I think yeah, that's
2: you... your LCD. Yeah, you...
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So are you you you're going into your drawer? You're opening your drawer and you're getting your nose and forks ready and then walking in like a little cherub into, and putting them. Down. That doesn't make any
1: sense. It's, 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 you this is rich jobs
2: you're talking about.
1: You <laughs> you me, you know <laughs> I think it was the phrase "little, <laughs> little cherub." I was like, "You damn know." <laughs> <laughs> <Well, why? laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't go knives first. You can't go knives first. Unless, unless there's a practical reason in terms of the storage situations. Um, Danny Danny P's a um, spoons, fork, knife, which I can accept. I, I understand, you know. But I think, it's, you know, I think if you've I'm got, got if I, think, I think we can all agree at the very least, for, spoons don't belong in the middle
2: no 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 that's, that, that's just some weird ass shit
1: <laughs> yeah thank you um i did i decided not to leave that in the um in, in the review i'm now regretting it um <clears throat> just for lack of parking um anyway uh, two other <laughs> um, questions from a twitter corner um from tom kearney um asks which player had the best wolves debut now I'm going to stretch out. It Doesn't need to, like be necessarily recent batch because I'm thinking, I'm, I'm my immediate thought when we go to players who make an instant impact is Dean Storage. Mm. Uh, it, it was two, it was four goals in two games, but I think his instant impact. That's pretty solid. My my first
0: the into top of my head was Ebanks Blake away at Scunthorpe. Because we had we we were on a bit of a drought at the time, I think. And he came in and scored on his debut, and he, he was just a powerhouse. Um, but I, I don't know why that that was the first thing that came to me. No, uh, T K yesterday as well. He was um, he went down with Matt to the game. Yeah. So, that's all aside. But yeah, I think he bangs Blake. Other than Jalgama yesterday, of course. Yeah,
2: I mean I I love it when a centre back comes in and makes a big difference you know, like Dawson's doing there, But I think, mm. I remember when uh, they brought in Mike Williamson. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. At the time, he just come in. It was just, it was like watching a Premier League player playing like a, like a, you know, like League One standard team. It was unreal. Yeah. And you get that sort of nose and, and confidence brought to a team. It, it's it's nice to watch.
1: Yeah, def- definitely agree on um, the Mike Williamson one. It just, it feels like that reassuring, You're almost like Craig Dawson is now, where it was just like... Okay, Dad's home. We know what the plan is. Um, <laughs> a couple on the YouTube comments. Uh, David Connolly versus Bristol yeah. City. Patrick. Um, still with V. E. Huang from last is that, season. Is that Newcastle? I think it was Newcastle, is... yeah. Oh,
0: no,
1: okay. um, And do... do, do, do. against Palace. Yeah, we got um, 8 Norway versus Palace and also Robbie Keane as well. I think that's always a, a, a standout one as well. Um, the other one I had... Um was again from that guy Matt guy uh Ray dawson in the small fanfare slash sexy signing but massive impact conversation with previous Wolves transfers. i am happy to class this on the i think we can potentially name of dawson scale um i don't know i'm I'm up for we' for I'm up for names but, but I know. One, in, in terms of value for money. Premier League wise, let's say for Wolves, Where, where's he ranking for yourselves at the moment?
0: I mean, he, he's, he's pushing Lord Bennett, eh? Just, <laughs> he's got to be. I mean, Ryan Bennett came in for a free and look what he achieved here. Probably the best football of his life. No one really knew it. It who's our, oh, why are we going for this guy? And he was, he was a, a rock for three years. Yeah. Um, Similar to Craddock in a way, I mean, all, it seems like an easy thing to go with with centre halves because they're unassuming and a bit like that. But yeah, I, guess I, think, I-, Daw- I think Dawson has been as solid as anything since he mm. come in, and I, the whole lot got on match today last night as well. Anyway, he's he's just his presence there. Like he had a couple of blocks and a clearance, and there was just no danger. He's just there all the time.
2: Yeah, so, I mean he's a player who hasn't played in what how many weeks? He, yeah. He, you know he's not yeah. played. I don't think he played. He started for West had before after the World Cup and No. You know, he don't look like he's missed a beat. No.
1: Yeah. Um good one in the um YouTube comments, um uh, Dean Marston, John Ruddy. Mm. Wasn't a huge amount of fanfare. I was trying to think of a striker. Um but I a could think of a Stephen Ward. And uh, I know uh, we've had another one saying Matt Doherty in the comments as well.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm th- I mean the only I guess the difference between Doherty is he didn't necessarily go into the team straight away, whereas we signed Stephen Ward from from Ireland for a decent fee, um, a lot a lot more than Doherty. But he just seemed to start and score and let's say make make that difference at the time at the time walls needed it. You well, right, right. It is, it is position dependent, um, as well. Uh, Sean says, um, Sar as well.
0: Yeah, but you I, I there was fanfare from me because I couldn't control myself for weeks.
1: Yeah,
2: mm.
1: you were like a but dog I, with two dicks for Sar when he signed.
0: Yeah, but I, I'd been banging that drum for four years and all. Yeah, <laughs> you had to be fair.
1: Yeah, you had, you had championed it for a while. Yeah. I mean, that
2: sends back stories for me. You know, you go back, you go back, you know, we, we already mentioned Mike Williamson, but, you know, Gary Breen, when he came in at that point mm-hmm. under McCarthy, uh, you even go back a little bit further, you go Polly, people like that, and, and they're, they're coming on relatively low transfer fees, but they've been cult heroes a lot of the time. You know, and it's, they're ingrained in the Molyneux culture and the DNA of the club. Yeah, we like yeah.
0: Super George as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Ago we came in with. No fanfare because of where he came from, and then developed into a Premier League left back. So, you can't ask for much more development than that, really. And he'd say that himself as well.
1: Yeah, well, I think going down memory lane is the best way to end any fan show. Um, big thank you to everyone who's tuned in line, uh, tuned in live to watch us, and also. Um, who's listening on podcast make sure that you like share subscribe rate it on itunes rate it on spotify rate it to your mates as well i don't mind um make sure you keep up to date with all things wolves fancast at w at, i was gonna say at wwfc fancast it's not it's that wolves fancast um i'm just living in 2018 um perennially um but yeah make sure you stay keep up to date with us on twitter facebook and instagram for all our Wolves to Italy, Um Until next time, which I'm guessing will be to preview the Bournemouth match. It's goodbye from Jafo. Good night. It's goodbye from Stu First though, you know that how
0: Nathan Jones has, <laughs> has, has rightly been dismissed. <laughs> so, so. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the right one's on the wall because the bloke like we, we spoke about on uh, on the there, the bloke's a bit tapped in the head, um, and now there's going to the sun. Yeah, Swap. and uh, yeah, and, and, and I mean, if they go for Jesse Marsh, I mean, it, it'd be like Premier League script writing perfection. But since you did marry a Welsh girl, Rich, would you rather choose your life now or be a washed-up Premier League manager?
1: And it's goodbye for me. I'll see you next <laughs> time. <laughs>